WWE mentality. Finally, The Rock has come back. Well, let me tell you something, brother. I'm not finished with you. And that's the bottom line. What? Because Stone Cold said so. Welcome back to WWE Mentality, the 24th edition, the, actually the last WWE Mentality podcast of this year. Really? Yeah, this cause, year? Because we will be absent next week, obviously. It is Christmas, and we are not, well, you're not for sure going to be coming into the studio. And If you're not going to do it around Christmas, this Christmas time, I'm not. Yeah, it's nice it doesn't to seem a, right. It's nice to take a little break, JR. Well, I feel like I got my Christmas present 24 episodes ago. So, thank you. <laughs> thank you for allowing the Christmas present to be mine of sitting here and doing this podcast with you. It's the gift that keeps on giving, JR. That's true. And uh, WWE does keep on giving no matter what. It is amazing to actually think about it. But we're going to hit on TLC, the results of it, and uh, cover up SmackDown Live. And. Uh, Raw, some backstage news. We haven't done backstage news in a while, so uh, I'm sure you'll be interested to hear what's going on backstage as far as what I have looked up. Does it involve my girl Dana Brooke at all? It does not. No? No. She's Why being would rather... She's awesome? Yeah. I mean, her and Batista are dating, so she's kind of taken. Dude, you know what? Batista's a wuss. I could take him. <laughs> Just kidding, Batista. Well, before we get into all of that, we're going to hear from OBX Bail Bonds. Man, dang, what the heck did you do now? I messed up bad this time. Acting a fool and got locked up, man. Seems like we were just getting tuned up a couple hours ago. How'd you get out of the slammer so quick? I called the fellows over at OBX Bail Bonds and they came and got me out before the soap could hit the floor. Haha, <laughs> what? That's how fast I was out of there. The only number you need to know is 252-216-9000. Their office is a mile down the road from the Manio Jail. Heck, they'll even come get you out in Curry Tuck. I know from experience. 252-216-9000. Let me plug that number in my phone just in case. 252-216-9000. Next question, what if I get locked up and I'm broke? Been there too, bro. Luckily, they offer payment plans with little to no money down on some bonds. Just call Hunter and Jason. They've been in the game since 02, so they know exactly what they're doing. Thanks, man. Now stay the heck out of trouble. Ha! I'll try, but you know me. OBX Bail Bonds. They'll get you out before the soap can hit the floor. Call 252-216-9000. And OBX Bail Bonds, uh, what's their saying, Justin? You say it. Have you out before the soap can hit the floor? <laughs> 252 Just talk to Hunter and Jason, and they can get you out, as I said, before the soap can hit the floor. OBX Bail Bonds. It just seems right that you say that. I don't know why. No. It's, I mean, I just, just had the voice for that commercial. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know how my brother, he, uh, I had to get him to come in and do that spot, but you know, he's a former client, too. So. Oh. And you have not yet visited any uh, place that needed bail bond help. Um, that's, that's, I mean, I'm that's, sure you've gotten close. No, that's a discussion <laughs> for a different day, JR. We're not going to get into all that. We're not going to get I'm into trying my... to get some backstage news out of uh, our executive producer today. So. Well, you know. Not we'll, working. We'll, we'll talk about that another day, JR. <laughs> I have done some time, but I'm not going not gonna to go into that. Not well, right now. talking about time, let's uh, speed up this time, and we'll talk about some SmackDown Live. And kicking off the show is Kofi Kingston and uh, King Corbin. Our King, King Corbin and Kofi Kingston kicking off SmackDown Live right before TLC. I thought it was a good go-home edition of SmackDown Live this week. It uh, pretty much set up TLC for the SmackDown brand. Um, But Kofi, I guess, wasn't too happy about King Corbin messing with his dude, Roman Reigns. And uh, he pretty much just said, if you want some, come get some. The old John Cena motto. But uh, laying a slap on our king. I mean, out, hold on a second. Time out, Jr. Our king. Or uh, oh, well, I mean, if you're a WWE fan, like you say you are, it's, it's our king. No, but I can be a fan without saying that 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 idiot Baron Corbin is my king. Uh, okay, if you if you want to do put a little history to this, okay, the colonists they didn't swear allegiance to the king of England. And they persevered and excelled 
And look, we are the United States of America these days. Yeah. You know, so I, I can't swear allegiance to a king, a Corbin, so a do rebel. You, do you, what you're saying is, is that someone, is, I don't know if it's Roman Reigns or Kofi Kingston or who else, is going to impeach our king. It's not. That's parliament. That's dictatorship. Okay, <laughs> like kings are a part of a dictatorship. That there's no democracy there. So yeah, there's no impeachment process. Uh, however, the slap, the royal slap to King Corbin, definitely sparked a uh, little bit of a match that took place later on that night. Very true. And we'll get to that match here in a few minutes. Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross defeated Fire and Desire. I, I wonder when they're going to break up Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Um, I think there's still a storyline that they're trying to work with or get implemented at some point, but like right now they're kind of hanging around in limbo. I mean, you know, the big story there is Alexa Bliss getting back in the ring. Yeah. Being gone for a little while. Yeah. So, Um, I mean, it kind of looks like they're going to be doing it around Royal Rumble. I could see them at the Rumble and Mandy or Sonya defeating. Throwing over one another. I that's, mean, that's a good. Yeah. That's a good start because that's our next pay per view is the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Wow. Coming in what January, mid January, late January. January. I can't yeah. remember the date right now, but we'll we'll cover that. Yeah. Starting in January on uh, January second when we come back to our podcast. Right. But, uh, the revival defeated Mustafa Ali and Shorty G. Shorty G is my dude. I think. I think I'm gonna. I'm, I'm on the train. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm definitely a fan. I do like Mustafa Ali, too. I wasn't sure about him in the beginning, but like right. I've, I've jumped on that train, man. I can't get behind the revival, though, bro. I can't get behind him, JR. Well, not only can you not get behind them, they obviously can't get their feet underneath them either because they Dash Dawson decided that he was going to take a little trip when he came out of the apron and tripped over the set. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny, and... Uh, Shorty G was actually not laughing at all about it, but Mustafa Ali had a good laugh about it. Uh, Bailey, defeating your girl. Dude, but Dana Brooke is actually getting some TV time now. Yeah. See, this is positive thanks, things. Thanks to Batista. No. I, yeah, come on. Come think, on. No. Come on. No, wait a minute. How can you thank Batista for her getting TV time? Really? Well, just because I need to inducted, pull the Miz out and say, really? Does he? It's just because he's getting inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Possibility, dude. He's yeah. also best friends with Triple H. Just happens to be running the show. That garbage. They fought each other last year at WrestleMania. They're not best friends. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's what you want to believe. I, I I do believe that. You don't fight your best friend, Jr. Okay. Well, sometimes you have to. Okay, there might you might have a little bit of a point there. <laughs> yeah, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just it's just coincidence, I should say. Well, I like it regardless if it's coincidence but or not. I, I like that new and I'm gonna cover this on Raw, but uh, I like how they're giving the I wouldn't say I guess extras. Not the people who usually are on TV, I'm glad they're giving them time. Right. You don't ever you don't ever see Dana Brooke on TV. But you need to. Gosh, do you need to? I feel like she could, she could be something. I just don't like her, uh, her character. Like I know she lifts weights. I know she does the whole flexing thing and and whatnot. But for her, she she could pull off what Bailey's trying to pull off. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I mean, I, Bailey's not doing a great job of being a heel. I mean, I wanted it, so I'm, I'm getting what I asked for, but I thought she could do a little bit better job. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. But, I mean, look, they, they clearly don't have any intentions of taking the title off of her. What did you maybe. think about your your boy Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, messing with the Mizanis? Because that was pretty intense. That was a creepy, like, that right there was, I mean, all right, so still to this day, and I know y'all heard me say this before, but my son will not watch, like, if he sees anything previewing the Firefly Funhouse, he turns his face, he goes in the other room, he runs away, wants nothing to do with the Firefly Funhouse and Bray Wyatt. Um, That segment where Renee Young was in the house interviewing The Miz, and then... Maurice is screaming for Miz, you know, come here. They got the baby monitor on their their uh, iPad or whatever. Yep, yep. And Abby the witch, the doll, is sitting in yep. the with uh, Monroe in the crib. Yep. And like then all the other little figurines turn up. Like, and I'll tell you what, 
Monroe actually kind of sold it pretty good for me. She did. I, this is the first segment I've ever seen in WWE involving a baby or a child. I, I, it was it was good. It was it was definitely uh, an interesting. Added a little bit of more of an element to it uh, to their match at TLC. Uh, but we'll get into TLC in a minute. But that was definitely an interesting segment. Yeah, for sure. Well, as interesting as that was, as uninteresting as this next match is, Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro defeated your team. All your people are getting beat right now. I don't know why. Well, but he's got that. See, the thing is, is Shinsuke's got this little toady right now. Yeah. Floating around the ring, bouncing (laughs) around, acting a fool. And his name is Sami Zayn. All right. Perfect heel. Yeah. um, But... That's the only reason why Heavy Machinery had a pitfall the other night was because of that clown. Right. Okay. Uh, Heavy Machinery, the next big tag team. Let me just go on the record for saying that. Across all of WWE, whether it be NXT, SmackDown, or Raw, Heavy Machinery, bound for their destiny, is greatness. That's not, in, in the words of Paul Heyman, that's not a prediction. That's a spoiler. Okay, continue. I agree with you. I, I think they are going to be something good, or something great, and they are destined for great for great things. I just feel like WWE is going to hold them back a little bit. I mean, you had the re- we'll, and we'll talk TLC in a second, but you had revival and, and New Day at TLC, and now what for the SmackDown Tag Champs or the Tag Team Division? I mean, whether you have the B Team, uh, who else? Oh, you really gosh. can't think of anybody. I mean, I mean I, we're the Usos, man. I have some news on that. Uh, okay, all right. Some okay, news right. that may have, may or may not happen, but okay, news nonetheless. But um, as we were talking about that royal slap at the beginning of the show with Kofi Kingston and King Corbin, they were gonna have a match, or they had a little bit of a match, and it ended in a no contest because of Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, the interference Dolph and, and Big E had outside the ring because yeah. they were bouncing around. I think what Dolph got thrown from ringside, but he never left. He, like, walked back, so he really ran back out. Right. And that's what caused him to turn it into a tag team match, which I felt like was going to happen anyway. Yeah, yeah. But there was the New Day defeated King Corbin and Dolph Ziggler. And uh, as I stated last week, I believe that uh, Robert Roode, Dolph Ziggler's partner, is out for 30 days to uh, – wellness policy that's right yeah, he was so, a violation so they got to do something with Dolph Ziggler and they stuck him with the best heel of, uh, right now in the business of King Corbin yeah well that covers Smackdown one of the most interesting Smackdowns I've seen of late for well, sure and it seemed like you know not to not to you know backtrack a little bit but it did seem like Roman Reigns he came out you know at the end of that match and he seemed like he got a little bit of his revenge Right. On King Corbin, and I mean tables. I mean everything started coming out, you know. So right. um, after the smearing of the dog food on the face of Roman from the week before, yeah. I feel as if they, he 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 was able to um, get some revenge. Some, yeah, yeah, he was able to ju- get get a little bit of justice. So, all right. Well, as uh, as many tables and ladders and chairs, I'm sure TLC had this next place. Our commercial probably has just as much. And I'm talking about Village Hardware. Do you think Village Hardware has some ladders and some chairs and some tables? Yeah, so I'm, I'm fairly certain that they have those things. Village Hardware and Wanchi's right next to the Duck Through on Highway 345. They've got you covered with all of those different things. You get paint supplies, all different stuff there at Village Hardware in Wanchi's. My buddy Jeremy, owner of the store, phenomenal job at what he does. Keeps everything well stocked. They got grills. I mean, they got all sorts of things in there. Tables, man. ladders, chairs, and grills. That's right. Everything you need for a WWE picnic. Amen. Amen. <laughs> yeah, Village Hardware and Wanchies. And uh, we're going to let Village Hardware tell you more about what they offer and what they have. Here's a question for you. You know where you can find an abundance of hunting supplies on the Outer Banks? Well, if you don't, let me tell you. Village Hardware and Wanchies. That's where. Village Hardware is the Outer Banks hunting supply headquarters. From building deer stands and bushing duck blinds to ammunition, all brands of decoys, decoy sleds, ABC duck calls, and attractants. They got you all taken care of. Because if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram, or give them a call at 252-473-3900. Village Hardware on Highway 345 next to the Duck Through and Wanchies. And Village Hardware telling you all about themselves as uh, me and Justin are going to tell you all about what TLC gave us on Sunday. Well, just remember, JR, 
if you stay ready, you don't even, you ain't got to get ready. You know me, I'm always ready. You already ready. I'm already, already ready. ready. There you go. TLC. What did you think of TLC? Well, I got to be honest with you for a minute here, Jr. Um, a couple things going on Sunday evening that prohibited me from being able to tune in like right away, like I like to do. I'm, my son had a Christmas pageant uh, at the church. Uh, then my in-laws wanted to go get something to eat after it, and you know, of course, when I look at my wife and say I've got TLC, <laughs> she's like, kind of gives me that look like, yeah, you're, like you're going yeah. to make the right decision here. You're going to make and, a business decision. Yeah, basically <laughs> uh, a marriage decision. And, and if I wanted uh, to keep my wife happy, I needed to go with her and my son to eat dinner with my in-laws, right. which caused me to get back just in time to watch the. I guess I got I, I showed up halfway through the Baron Corbin Roman Reigns match. Right. Okay, so I missed one, two, three, four the first four matches of the night. So you're gonna have to get me up to speed. Yeah, well, I was like you, I didn't watch it on Sunday, I watched it on Monday. Okay. Because I had some stuff to do. And uh, I first wanna say beautiful Christmas pictures, by the way. Oh thank you. Appreciate yeah, that. Welcome. Yeah, Sunday was a, a busy day. Yeah, I bet it was. <laughs> Um, you probably like me. Your wife made you do that. Um, yes, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, my wife is always telling me that I need to take more pictures, be more festive. But, uh, festive that I want, obviously, is not what she wants. But TLC started off with uh, our kickoff show. Umberto Creo defeated Andrade. I don't know how he defeated him because Andrade, or it might have been after. Yeah, I think it was after. Umberto won. Andrade pretty much DDT'd Umberto into uh, the, the concrete floor. Ripped up the padding on the floor and then DDT'd him onto the floor. So there's a little bit of beef there because I feel like that same thing took place another night as well. Did it? I think so. We'll talk more about it in just yeah, a little bit. Okay. Well, I might have it mixed up. I'm not sure. Okay, I was going to say, if it happened, because if it happened at TLC, it also helped happen somewhere else. It might have not. It might have happened though. Okay, yeah, I might be wrong. Okay. Okay, I remember seeing it, but I, like I said, I didn't watch the kickoff show. I, I watched right. it the day later. So. Right. Um. Anyway, Carrillo defeated Andrade. Andrade on a little bit of a losing streak. How does that make you feel, Jr.? Makes me feel great. No, okay. I just I, I felt <laughs> I could I could hear the uh, the the excitement in your voice. I, I am very excited, very happy for Andrade. He is on the losing streak that I've been wanting, and maybe Charlotte will ditch him and say I don't want to lose. Him. I want a winner. Like WWE mentality is a winning brand. Yeah, I mean, I look. I, I can see why she might you know do yeah. that. You know, I mean, I'm totally. a right looking guy. Yeah, I can agree. <laughs> SmackDown Tag Team Champions: The New Day defeated the Revival in a ladder match. Awesome match. Awesome. Was it? High flying. There was what I thought a couple mistakes, but um, not too big, and they actually made it up. Like, uh, what's what, not Dash Dawson, the other one. Wilder? Wow. Uh, maybe it was Dawson. Dawson suplexing Biggie off the turnbuckle, which was, you know, the ladder in the middle of the ring. Right. He had a ladder from the turnbuckle to the other ladder, and Biggie was going to get suplexed on the ladder. And Dawson was going to suplex him, but he missed the ladder. Like, Big E's shoulder just scraped the side of the ladder. Ended up not that big of a deal because later on they actually crashed through that same ladder anyway. So, I mean, with a frog splash. Right, right. But a uh, very good match. Uh, reminded me a lot of the Hardy Boys. Uh, Bubba Ray and Devon Dudley. Bubba Ray, the yeah, Dudley Boys, the yeah. The Dudley Boys and Edge and Christian. It reminded me a lot of them. And I'm glad that happened because I think WWE needed that. I think the fans needed to see something like that. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, so New Day defeated. Uh, still your tag, SmackDown Tag Team Champions. This next match, Aleister Black and Buddy Murphy. I don't know what happened early on in the match. The announcers were saying Jerry King was all about it. Um, Aleister Black... I guess had like broken his jaw or dislocated his jaw because they would not shut up about it but also broke his nose really yeah Alistair Black not having a great night but defeated Buddy Murphy anyway in a very very good match well, Alist- one, of, one of the matches you would like because there's a lot of a lot of kicking a lot of judo you know and uh you know Alistair Black he's gonna give you a good a good match anyway. so Right. If you have a chance, go back and watch it. 
uh, Raw Tag Team Champions, my Viking Raiders, versus the best tag team in the world, they say, the OC, ended up in a double countout. This I don't understand because you have the OC versus the Viking Raiders or TLC, and then you have the OC versus the Viking Raiders the next night on Raw. I mean, if you look at this, remember, when we talk about Raw, remember this match because I'm going to try to explain something and try to wrap my head around what was going on in WWE's mind at the time. See, I've always been an Anderson and Gallows fan. When they burst onto the scene, you know, a couple years ago, I've, I've been a fan. Then they disappear. Now they're actually getting some TV time, and then they pair them up against people that have been fed jobbers since they started, you know, on the WWE uh, on Raw or whatnot, leaving yeah. NXT. The Viking Raiders, they yeah. were spoon-fed. <laughs> Look, the Viking Raiders have been given a silver spoon their entire time. Like, here you go. Well, they here should because they're that good. No, the OC have fought and clawed to get where they are, okay? I liked Gallows when he was Festus. Well, to each their <laughs> own. He had a much better role when he was Festus. Um, the match you got, you actually got to. King Corbin defeated Roman Reigns in a TL, uh, traditional TLC match. Yeah, considered a traditional TLC match. Okay, this is what drives me nuts, okay? Yeah. There's no way that Corbin would have won that match without Dolph involved, okay? So many different things played into effect. If it was a straight-up TLC match, no outside interference, Roman Reigns would have won. They know this, but the, the, there's it's, it's a no-DQ match. Yeah. So that means anything goes. Right. And I hate the fact that... I just, what a, I, I don't like it. I don't like it. It's like when uh, when they do, like, in the Royal Rumble, somebody will sometimes go and, like, hide under the ring for, yeah. like, 20 minutes and then pop back out. Right. And they shouldn't be allowed to do that. That's very true. I think I that's agree. bogus. And the same thing with this, you know? Well, that's just th- this match was weird because, I mean, there's no reason to build up Roman more than he already is. There's no reason to build up Corbin more than he already is. So this was literally just... A, a very good mid-card storytelling match. You think this this storyline's over? I hope so. I don't see where it needs to go any further. I agree. Um, my personal opinion, I mean, well, we'll talk about that later. I, I'd like to see Roman do something, but I'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, like I said, I've got some, some backstage news okay. on Roman. So. Okay. Universal Champion, and I'm putting in quotes, Bray Wyatt defeated The Miz... In just a singles match, uh, they said it wasn't a, a title match, but they kind of presented it like it was a title match. You know, and the thing is, is I was about to think they they started to present it like it was going to be a right. title match. Yeah, but like a lot of times when it's a title match, the referee will go to the middle of the ring and hold right. up the title. Right. He took the title to the from Miz. Bray and took it over and showed it to the Miz and then handed it down to right. the, the, right. You know, the side, the people on the side. But the great thing for me was like Bray Wyatt came out to his yeah. We're really glad and was just Bray Wyatt as the Mr. Rogers character. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like laughing as the Miz would be like kicking him or something and stuff. It was just, right. it was, I, dude, I'll be honest. I had the biggest, cheesiest grin on my face <laughs> when he came out. I was like, this is awesome. Like, well, I don't think anybody was expecting that. No. Um, and that's just another, like, just another great thing that Bray brings to the table is that unexpectedness. Yeah, I mean, he ended up, I mean, given everything that went down. See, I was expecting The Miz to have a little bit more fire about him than he did. Um, well, Bray was laughing the whole time. He was getting the crap beat out of him. Regardless, it, it was, it was awesome. just, to me, there was lack of, 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 oh gosh, intensity on The Miz's part. Right. And here's what I mean by that. I didn't expect, I, I, when, I, when I was, they fired off his music yeah. in the beginning, for that match, I expected him to not, you know, he now he comes and walks out, he does a little spin around, then he points up to the right, you know, in the corner of the building. Right. Yep. I expected him to just skip all that and just march down to the ring and be like, come on, right. let's go. You know what I mean? Well, Show someone... me some intensity. Forget about your intro and just get down there and like, let's go. Like, shut my music off. Get him out here now. I mean, if someone was teasing your, what, how old, how old Monroe? But two or three by now? Yeah, she's, not, I mean, she's like barely even two. Right. If I mean, that. Just say that happened to you. And you know, two days prior, yeah. I see, mean, you would feel, you would think there's no, but there was no intensity. I didn't see. I mean, I could see a little bit, 
But like there wasn't the intensity they expected there to be. That's why I knew when all that stuff, when he's standing in the ring after he'd done his little intro, spin around, point to the top corner with his two fingers, I was like, he's dead. He's right. done. Yeah. There's no intensity on his part. And it happened to be that way. However, what I thought was going to happen didn't happen, JR. I texted you and told you. Yeah, I don't even know what you're talking I about knew right that. now. I mean, soon enough you'll listen to me. <sighs> Nah, and and maybe, what he's maybe. referring to, ladies and gentlemen, is that he his story was that Daniel Bryan, who did interrupt the match or came in after the match, uh, was going to team with Bray Wyatt and be with the the original family. Yes, and that didn't happen. He came in and did exactly what I thought he was going to do. I thought he was going to inter- interrupt the match, honestly, and uh, being a no contest or disqualification against uh, the Miz, but um. Yeah, he beat the crap out of Bray Wyatt. And not only did he beat the crap out of Bray Wyatt, but he returned to the the yes movement, short-haired, good guy Daniel Bryan. And dude, that, that without that long hair, he looks like 20 years old. I was going to say baby face oh Daniel. Oh my god. <laughs> but he uh, way younger. Yeah, I mean, it is like, you know, like the place went dark and then Bray Wyatt disappeared, so we're only going to Time will tell what happens on, on Friday Night SmackDown. Well, I like this because they showed the Titan Tron as the Fiend. And I personally, I would have had the Fiend say something to Bray. Like, now you can't get the job done, so now I have to. Something, he got, yeah. He got, he got beat up by Daniel, right? So you would expect what I would have done is had that face or Bray say something in that video as the Fiend to Bray himself. Yeah. And uh, it would have just gave a in- more interesting you on the storyline. But yeah, Daniel Bryan beating up Bray Wyatt for retaliation two weeks ago. Uh, Bray pulling all his hair out. Um, Bobby Lashley and Rusev, not a match that was good at all. You see, throwaway match. That was my bathroom I mean, break. they didn't even break the table the first time they went to try to put Rusev through the table. Didn't yeah. even break it. No. But still kudos to them. They, they went with it and broke it later on. WWE Women's Tag Team Champions the Bukaki Warriors defeated Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair in a TLC traditional match. Alright, well let's 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 for the record JR, let's call them by their given name the Kabuki Warriors. Oh, is that what they're called? Let's give them their... their I, mean, I must have wrote it down. I'm sorry. I can appreciate <laughs> your, your you know your comp comical uh, take on their name but we must give them their proper credit. I will give them the proper credit next week. But they won. You gotta give them their proper credit. Alright. All right, all right. I'll give it to them <laughs> next week. I'll make next sure. Week. It was spell check error on oh, the computer. Okay, alright. Yeah. Right, that's what I thought it was. Yeah, Let me technical write, error on the computer. Um, now, yeah. I, this match, I, dude, I fell asleep, man. I was just, I was shot. I was, my day was done. I fell asleep. I, I woke up through part of it, but I mean, I think as we were talking off air just a second ago, um, there, there must have been something going on with Kyrie Sane. Uh, a lot of rumors out there that she got injured with her leg, uh, maybe had a concussion. I mean, all types of rumors out there, but uh, still pulled through the match. I mean, it wasn't, to me, it wasn't very, wasn't to where it should have been. With all the athletes and, you know, he had Charlotte Flair, Asuka, Becky, who's supposed to be this big hype. Um, and then he had the, the standoff Kyrie Saint just in there. This wasn't as good as the match as I thought it was going to be. Well, I mean, I think, it, you know, given the, the fact that, you know, Kyrie Saint did appear injured and, you know, several times Becky Lynch checked on her through the match, you know, they would grab each other by the hair, kind of get their heads close to each other, act like they were doing something and be like, you all right, you all right? Um, and you even said at one point, you know, Becky even but shoved her in yeah, rolled her up under the ring. Yeah, yeah and I, well, what was what I saw was uh, when the first sign of the concussion or, or her being injured uh, happened. Uh, Charlotte didn't pick up on it right away, and Charlotte power bombed her through a table. <laughs> and I was like, because I felt like Becky was trying to tell Charlotte not to do it, right? But she did it, and it was like, what do you say? You know, we were right. trying to keep this as uh, as straightforward as possible, but. What I saw when I first realized Kyrie was hurt was they were on the side of the apron or side of the ring, and Charlotte would just spear Kyrie saying, and Kyrie did not sell it. Anymore. I mean, when you when usually when you see a spear, Roman Reigns or Charlotte herself, they they sell pretty well. You fall flat on your back, or you at least get some air under it. 
Mm-hmm. This one, uh, Sane kind of just crumbled to her, you know, her butt. You know, just kind of her legs just gave out. Like she didn't sell it at all. And then Char- Charlotte kind of like stood over and slapped her. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? What's going on? But yeah, that uh, that wraps up TLC. Um, last pay per view of the year. It is to be noted that the last two pay per views of the year, the last two TLCs in the last two years, Asuka has stood tall. Really? So that might be her. Uh, might be her pay per view. Gotcha. Okay. I think everybody has a pay per view that they're really good at. And two years ago, Asuka won the, I believe, the women's championship at TLC, uh, which was also, I believe, the start of Ronda's. The start of Ronda coming out. I'm yeah, you're you're right. Yeah, because yeah, that she beat. Uh, wait a minute. Who did she beat? Carmella. She, did she beat Carmella or did she beat Becky? I think she beat Becky. Okay. And took the title off of took the SmackDown title off of Becky. Right. Then Charlotte beat Oscar to take the SmackDown title off of her to go to WrestleMania. Right. 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 Okay. That's how it all went all down. Right. Yeah. Nonetheless, uh, Oscar's pay-per-view. Oscar, Oscar's pay-per-view. Well, Georgie's Sport Oyster Bar, Bell Haven Pool Room. What you know about that? Well, for your perfect night out in Bell Haven, it consists of those two places. Okay, right. you start at Georgie's Sport Oyster Bar and get yourself a belly full. Which I understand that Georgie was able to get some Rose Bay oysters from Hyde County. Uh, good ones. He said they're the best looking oysters he's seen in a while. And he's excited to serve them up to you at Georgie's Port and Oyster Bar on Highway 2, or Business 264 in Bellhaven. After you're done eating there, going down to the Bellhaven Pool Room with Curtis Wayne, Miss Debbie, and Serena as your host. You can throw darts, shoot pool, and uh, have some of the coldest brew in all of Bellhaven. You told me last week that it was the coldest that any other place offers. They, they, their beer that they serve is below 32 degrees. And it's not frozen. It's a special it's a concoction. Secret. It's it's a secret, well, Jr. I'm still. I mean, I'm not a big drinker, but I'd be willing to see if they have the coldest beer. So oh. one of these days we got. Maybe next. Maybe we should do a podcast from there. We should. That would be nice. Yeah, it's a Georgia Sport Oyster Bar and the Bellhaven Pool Room. Gosh, man, I hate ignorant people. Yeah, I do too. What's going on? What happened? Someone just told me there's nothing to do in Bellhaven, so I had to put them in check. Did you tell them about Georgie's Sport and Oyster Bar? Dang straight I did. I told them to start their night by having dinner with Georgie and his wife, Laura, at the place to go for great salads, seafood, and sandwiches in Bellhaven, all at great prices. A must while in town. You did tell them after supper to go to the Bellhaven pool room as well, right? Ha! You think? I told them after they eat to go grab an ice cold brew, the coldest beer in town at that, and shoot a few games of pool with the friendliest crowd of folks. With Curtis Wayne and Miss Debbie as your host, you're guaranteed to be in good company. Did I leave anything out? No, ma'am. I think you painted them a picture of the perfect Bellhaven night out. That's what I thought. Ah! Georgie's Sport and Oyster Bar and the Bellhaven Pool Room on Business 264 in downtown Bellhaven. Okay, and we're back to WWE mentality. The last part of the show. Can't believe it. It feels like we've been here for hours. Well, you have. But <laughs> <laughs> been here for a little while, JR. Been here for a little while. Um, Georgie Sport and Oyster Bar, Bellhaven Pool Room. Uh, we just said we were, we're probably going to do a podcast from there at some point in time. Yeah, I, ne- I next year. <laughs> next year, yeah, 2020. We could definitely do that. And uh, they, you know, they, hindsight's they always 2020. Amen. I know that's right. <laughs> um, Definitely got to check that beer out. You can kind of mind, thirsty mind there? Pop a bit there. Okay. Well, we're going to kick off Raw. And uh, the way we're going to do it is uh, Seth Rollins and AOP, the newly found fraction or faction that uh, Raw has created, the Architects of Pain, I believe is what they're going to call Which, as I told you last week, I love it. I love the AOP. I think they're they're very big athletes, which I, I like. I'm like, oh, <clears throat> I did I say that? Wait a minute. I didn't wait mean a minute. to say Did you just stutter nah, saying I, something? No, nah, it's the mic. It's the mic? Okay, yeah. all right. I know we... Everything's you know, technical just, difficulty. It always right. is. It always is. Okay, I uh, misunderstood. Yeah, Seth Rollins and AOP, the architects of pain, addressed their new alliance. What'd you think? 
Man, all right, check it out. First of all, <laughs> AOP. I, I'm fans. Okay, I can get down with them. They're big, stout dudes. Okay, they're solid. They're physical powerhouses. But speak English, man. In my opinion, I'm not trying to sound all racialistic or anything like that, but in my opinion, they're hiding behind the language barrier so that you don't understand what they're saying. Sure, it makes them sound tough. I don't think it does. It makes them sound weak to me. It's like they're afraid to really say it. You know, it's like they're, it's almost like they're, they're in a way talking behind your back, but to your face. Like if I knew a different language and I wanted to say something negative about you, JR, I know you don't know said language. I will say it to you, laugh, and then you'll laugh thinking I just said something funny. But in reality, I said something negative about you. So, so to me, them using that Albanian dialect and language that they have, I can't, I can't, man. I just buy into it right now. Nope, not right now. But you know, Seth Rollins is a chump, and he's becoming the the heel chump now. And this speech was uh, a little bit too long for my liking. I mean, yeah, I agree with that. uh, What I what I read into was, you know, if you're gonna make a point. And if you go back and you watch after TLC, the, the Broken Skull sessions with Goldberg and Stone Cold, they make a really good point. Goldberg didn't have to do a lot because it meant more when he didn't do a lot. You know, less is more, that old saying. Yeah. And I feel like with these three, less is way more. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Just like you said, if you're going you're gonna to have this type of tag team and you're not going to speak English, don't, don't go into a ring. Yeah, don't. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, but uh, way too long of a speech, but... Seth Rollins is going to be uh, later on down the show. We'll talk more about him. Okay. The OC defeated Raw Tag Team Champions, the Viking Raiders. This is what I was talking about at TLC. You have a no contest at TLC between the same two teams. And then you have the OC beating the Viking Raiders the next night. Do you think something might have went wrong at TLC? Uh, maybe. I, I think. Know, I don't know. I feel like four out, one out of the four guys could have got back to me. Part of me thinks Vince called an audible yeah, at TLC. That could be true. Okay, he's been known to do that. He's yeah. been known to do it halfway through matches, yeah. call an audible. Yeah. I'm thinking he called an audible, and he wasn't ready to have – he didn't want – he wanted to be a good match, but he didn't want to take the titles off the Viking Raiders, okay? So he had it a double count out, and then he put him in a non-tag team title match um, at Raw – Kind of see where the crowd was. See probably. where the crowd was, play it off, and maybe give it a little bit more hype for something later. Right. Okay, so that's kind of where I'm at with it. Um, and and see how the crowd reacted to the Viking Raiders losing to the OC um, and to gauge the crowd reaction from it. Um, I'm personally not digging it. To me, <sighs> it's a sleeper. Be better with heavy machinery, but we know how I feel about that. Well, they're on different shows. Yeah. Um, since they're my team, I didn't like it, obviously. Yeah. But it was a non-title, so. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, this next guy, Eric Rowan, had so much steam, so much fire under him, and then they got, you know, he got traded to Raw, and now he going against Jobbers, well, Dante Leon. What is in this, like, it looks like a, uh, uh, like a cat cage. carrier, a birdcage yeah. or something. Like, what? What the heck do you think is in that thing that's keeping it's like it's like his soul or something? Almost like a like hating your soul? Like uh, you know, I was thinking like Shang Sun from Mortal Kombat or you know, it's like uh your soul is mine. I, maybe uh, not. I don't know, JR. I'm, I'm having a hard time figuring out what's in this cage. I uh I don't maybe know. It's a rat. Maybe it's a rat. Maybe he's a rat or something. Maybe. Rat people out. Like People were writing a storyline, just ratting him out the storyline. Um, <laughs> this next one is awesome because I thought it went very well, and Bobby Lashley pulled this off very well. See, I didn't. I don't know why <laughs> I didn't see this, but I, I did yeah. see it. Lana, Lana, untraditionally um, asked Bobby Lashley to marry. Her. So now they are engaged. So Lana proposed to Bobby Lashley. Lana proposed to Bobby Lashley. Usually it's the other way around. Of course. If you're a man. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Bobby Lashley has lady parts, as The Rock would like to say. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, again, the story continues with Bobby and uh, Lana. I honestly hoped it would not continue after TLC. 
But I just have this feeling that Rusev's going to come back with some lady of his own. And we could possibly see an intergender tag team match at some point, but I, just, I can't pinpoint that who, would it, be cool to see. who it may be. Um, I, I, And my thing with Bobby Lashley is, like, I don't like him as a bad guy. I like Bobby Lashley as a good guy. Well, like I just said, less is more. I feel like he shouldn't do he he shouldn't be in the storyline. See, I he's doing s- too much. For I want Bobby Lashley to beat up on Brock Lesnar, in my opinion. But you know, the dude's got traps up to his ears. I'm saying Ridiculous. exactly. Um, like I said, Bobby pulled this off great. He said that Lana was the best woman wrestler of all time. Which was very comedic. <laughs> that is comedic. Um, said that they were going to be the best power couple in the business ever. I mean, try to try to throw a shot at Triple H and Stephanie McMahon, maybe. I mean, <laughs> Dude, where is this going, though, man? Where is this going? <laughs> well, it's doing exactly what it's supposed to do, getting us to talk about. It. Yeah, that's right. Uh, like I said, Seth Rollins appeared back on the show, but. Uh, Attacking Rey Mysterio after a gauntlet match to uh, determine the next challenger for the United States Championship that Rey Mysterio now holds. Well, here's the thing. You know, that pipe that Kevin Owens was walking around with a few weeks ago looking for AOP. Yeah. The same was given to him by who? Who gave Kevin Kevin Owens that pipe? Uh, I would imagine Rey Mysterio did. It was Rey Mysterio that gave Uh, him that pipe. So Seth and AOP looking for some revenge. Saying Seth was like, hey man, found something of yours. Right. Did you lose this? Right. And I proceeded to uh, beat him with it. Well, I kind of like what Seth Rollins did. Very, it was a kind of comedian side of it. Like, very comedic. Like, hey, uh, this is yours. Did you lose it? Here, have it. Yeah. Like, here, take it. And then AOP obviously didn't allow that to happen. No. Yeah, um, I watched a, uh, a a 24 on Rey Mysterio yesterday. It was pretty interesting. Was it? Yeah. I'll have to watch that. Yeah, I know it's there it. on the WWE Network. Yeah, I haven't the, had a chance to watch it. It, it, it depicted his match with uh, Brock Lesnar at, what was it, uh, not TLC, but um, Survivor Series. Yep. Yeah, with him and his, uh, Dominic, his son. But, uh, yeah, really cool. WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, the Kub- one half of the Kubaki Warriors. There you go. Hey, yeah. Um, Asuka defeated newcomer to Raw, Diana Perrazzo. Jobber, but not Jobber. She's no. an NXT. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I, see, there's a difference in NXT and then that actual Jobber. Jobber, to me, in my opinion, is someone that Brussels like does little small stuff locally and it's not an affiliate of WWE yeah. and is given the opportunity to be in that ring just as a throwaway to you know somebody major. Um, this girl is actually from NXT, so to me, that's not. I don't call her a jobber. Um, she might be a um, path. A path. Oh, what's the word I'm looking journey. for? Journey. Journeyman. Path journey. <laughs> path earner. Yeah. So that might be what she is, but uh, you know, Oscar. She's going to be flying solo for a while, I think. I don't know what the deal is with Kyrie Zane, but that kind of tells us. What we already knew that Kyrie maybe hurt herself. Yeah. So, uh, last match of the night, Randy Orton, AJ Styles. Tell me, because you had said something off air a couple minutes ago that AJ Styles may have done something later on in that match that didn't quite look right when he was up on the ropes. What was that? Well, you know, the match was uh, was a pretty decent match. I'm not gonna say it was a, a bad match. I'm gonna say it was a good match. It was decent. Um, AJ Styles was going for the phenomenal forearm and slipped. And faked out Randy Orton, and Randy Orton was going up to uh, hit him with an RKO, and he was coming down from the phenomenal form. Well, he slipped. Randy Orton jumped up and went back down. Right. Play, they tried to play it off. Yeah. Randy Orton <laughs> did play it off like, oh, uh, you know, and then like AJ Styles looked at the crowd, kind of smiles like, whoops, jumped up, did it again, and then got hit with the uh, RKO out of nowhere to defeat AJ Styles. Um, then it was just a full-on brawl with OC jumping in, attacking Randy Orton. Here comes the clowns. What are Vi- they called? Viking Raiders. Viking Raiders. Yeah, <laughs> the clown Raiders. Um, they come out, and and then they just just like all hell broke loose. And with the OC and AJ Styles uh, getting the upper hand, um, I like that they've turned Randy back face. Um, I, I do. I, I like Randy as a face. I don't know. 
I like him in general. I just think he's better. I I love the fact, and another one of those situations where I love the fact that he and Brock Lesnar are both on Raw. They're on a collision course. You think it's going to have you been calling it for a Dude, while. Dude, I want it to because, I mean, if you think about it, there has been no talk of it since he split his head open at SummerSlam, what, in 2017? Yeah. 2016? Yeah. Somewhere in there. It's got to happen, JR. It's got to happen. Um, And let's not forget, Brock Lesnar took this pay-per-view off, so uh, we won't see him probably until a week before Royal Rumble. I mean, yeah. So. Yep. What, what's... What's next or who's next for uh, Brock Lesnar? You can't say that. It's a Goldberg saying. <laughs> anyway. If I said it in context uh, of what's next, who's next. There you go. Um, some backstage news. If you didn't catch the kickoff show, the Revival have got, and I'm going to be trying to lean you with my words here, the Revival's got some balls. Yeah, they got some low-hanging fruit here. Um, they stepped to Booker T and was kind of looked like they were calling him and Stevie Ray out, wanting a match. Harlem Heat. Harlem Heat. You know about you know more about Harlem Heat than I do, but yes. Tell yes. me, tell me in just a few words what Harlem Heat meant to the tag team division. Back Hardcore in OG brothers from 110th Street. Ooh. Yeah, Harlem Heat was big back in WCW. They uh they they did a lot to help the tag team division in WCW. I mean, they feuded with a lot of people, the Steiner brothers, um, the. Gosh, uh, the Nasty Boys, I think they had a, something. I mean, they, they, there's a history of tag team excellence there. Right. And to see that, that would be something cool to see. There's so. like Mania or something, you know what I mean? Like, Well, Booker T had uh, had addressed this on his podcast earlier this week and uh, told him it was. I don't know what the revival were trying to they're start. Gonna, they're going to. Stevie Ray, them. Stevie Ray, of course, was all about it. You know, took Twitter and you know, posted stuff on Twitter, but uh, Booker T. It's kind of like, why give them the light? Dude, they're going to coax yeah. them out. Watch. Something's going to happen. They're going to coax them out. Anyway. We'll, we'll see. Uh, one of the, the women that we haven't seen in a while, who I personally was really rooting for, Ember Moon, saw her on WWE backstage this past Tuesday with a boot on her leg. Um, I'm guessing she's out with some kind of a, a broken ankle. Tell me, like tell that. me real quick, Jr. WWE backstage comes on what FS1 at eleven o'clock on Tuesday nights. Yes, sir. Okay, I DVR'd it and I forgot to watch it because I, I forget about it. I'm not used to it yet. Right. So anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean it's a. I, I watch it back on YouTube um, the next day on Wednesdays when I have some free time. But it, it seems like a pretty legit show. Like, okay, it, it's gonna go somewhere. I think. Okay. It's hosted by Renee Booker's on there. You have Christian who's made a couple appearances and. and uh, I'm sure, as you know, CM Punk uh, is going to be pretty much the mouthpiece on there as well. So, pretty interesting show. Uh, also on that show, Alexa Bliss um, got on there and was talking about who was uh, who inspired her to to wrestle, and she was always a wrestling fan and was a, a, a big sports girl in high school, was all state cheerleading or something like that. Yeah. And uh, they actually played her tryout video. And if you get a chance, go on YouTube and look at this segment when they talk to her about it. She, Alexa Bliss is perfect. Okay, I feel like she is. Wow. And and no big words. Weird way, I think she has the best physique as a woman on the roster. She's a little short, and that's okay. I'm not saying that's I, bad. Yeah, I dig them short chicks. But you know, like, I like Charlotte. That's obvious. Yes, everybody I knows that. Yes. But Charlotte just has this weird muscular too. Like she, she's she has no too, hips. She's too big muscular wise. Alexa Bliss. I mean, she doesn't have a six pack, doesn't have an eight pack or whatever. She has like the perfect amount of body weight. So I mean, literally, she's the perfect women wrestler. Okay. Um, yeah, the video of her, she looks like a uh, hundred pounds lighter, very skinny. Um, kind of looks like a little Charlotte in the video. And uh, she just went on to talk about how she got the tryout, blah, 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 blah. And uh, Renee Young asked her when she got, when Alexa Bliss got to NXT, who was the first person who took her under their wing? And surprisingly, the woman I just talked about, Charlotte was the only one that was giving her props and telling her that she was doing a good job and was teaching her the business while being there. So, wow, that's cool. I, mean, I kind of have to give, and not that I already don't, but yeah. Charlotte her due diligence and just saying that 
yet another reason why everybody should like Charlotte, not only as a wrestler, but as a person. Because, you know, I mean, you hear about it all the time that there's a lot of selfish people in wrestling. Oh, yes. You know, Goldberg talked about it, talking to Stone Cold. You don't know who to believe, you know. But, uh, yeah, Nikki, uh, Nikki Cross, Alexa was telling everybody, on, again, back, WWE backstage, that Nikki Cross was the one that actually went to Vince McMahon and pitched the whole tag team. What do you, I mean, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, it's looking like they're becoming a lot better as a team. Yeah, I mean, it, we all thought it was going to implode early. Yeah, yeah. You For know? Sure. For sure. Um, but it seems as if uh, it's actually Nikki and Alexa are turned face. Yeah. And I'm okay with it. Yeah. I like you're it. You're a big Nikki. You're, you're Cross. I, I, like a, I like Nikki Cross. Yeah. I think she's awesome. So I, I agree. Right. Um, Raw actually ran two Raws this week. Did you know that? They uh-huh. ran. Well, there's been a lot of rumors this you know, middle of the year, kind of around like the summer, that uh, WWE was not going to be doing any. Uh, they're going to let their superstars off for Christmas. Um, I mean, it's very. Uh, they don't usually do that. You know, they you know Christmas is on what day? Uh, Wednesday. The, Wednesday. The twenty third is Raw, so I mean they're they're letting their superstars off for Christmas. So they ran two Raws this past week. They lied. You know, they ran the live one, the three-hour one, and then they turned around and ran the Christmas edition of Raw. After that. Oh, so they taped so it. They taped and they it, will yeah. play back on Monday. Is yep. that right? Yep. Okay. That's right. Um, I don't know if you've heard on Raw commentary lately. There is a new person on there. Yes, Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe. I think he's doing fantastic. I like his commentary. Right, and uh, it's it's very likely that he'll keep being the commentator on there, but. Uh, I like him in the ring too. So I mean, if he's if he's good to return, I say let him return. I agree. Um, I think him and Brock Lesnar could have a good match. They've already had a match. Brock slammed him. It's done. It's time for Randy Orton. Brock busted Randy open. It's done. But there was <laughs> no fallout from that. Anyway, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah they I could mean, have a good I, match. Yeah. Um, and last but not least, um, if everybody remembers, Liv Morgan. You're, you're rocking over there. Like yes. you, you like this. You like I'm this loving this. Uh, Liv Morgan aired her first vignette to show back up and just basically saying in the, the short little promo video that um, she was part of a group that always... <laughs> Can you stop? <laughs> I, no, I can't. I cannot. Anyway, I'm sorry. Man humping air. Not cool. In studio with other guy. Yeah, no, not cool. <laughs> but I get it. Um, yeah, just telling her, telling everybody that she's going to be back, not have anybody tell her what she's going to do, which didn't make any sense because she was part of the Riot Squad, which their whole gimmick was no one's going to tell us what to do. We're going to well, do it ourselves. Well, yeah, but, but the thing is, is is she was still part of a group where Ruby Riot was like the, uh, the ringleader there. And right. They kind of did what Ruby Riot kind of either... They followed Ruby Riot's lead. So she's basically going to carve her own path, is right. what she's yeah. saying. And she said that if you remember when she lost to Charlotte that yep. match, yep. because they were all out, and and I think Shane did like a State of the Union. You remember all that crap? And yep. uh, she stood back, and like Charlotte made some comments about something, and then she stepped up and was like, "There's nothing real about what you got," or something, yeah. you know. And then they had the match, <laughs> yeah. and then she's like, "That's it. I'm I, I got to do something. I'm doing something different, or whatever." And Storm back, and we haven't seen her since. Right. So this, uh, this, I just hope it doesn't turn into one of those things like it did with uh, Emma, Emma yeah. Line, yeah, yeah. and it doesn't even goes nowhere. Yeah. You know. Uh, I mean, it was a an um, sexy video. I mean, it was. It, 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 it definitely had that feel like you were just talking about. Like maybe this is not what the fans were expecting—a uh, bathtub scene. But I could get the spiritual side of it, saying that she's getting ready to wash all that off of her, like all that past off of her, and carve well, her new she needs a hand. Um, I'm raising mine. <laughs> 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 like you said last week, I'll stand at attention. Yes. Yeah, you know, and uh, I'll take that. But um, yeah, Liv Morgan coming back. Curious man. Royal Rumble, I think. I think she's going to be an entrant in the Royal Rumble. Oh Rumble yeah, I believe you're right. And that's when she'll make her time back. I hope she doesn't blow it, or the WWE doesn't blow it. But as, uh, I said I was going to talk about Roman Reigns and the Usos. So there is a story out there that the bloodline 
the Usos and Roman Reigns together. So that's that's being talked about. What do you think? I mean, I can get down with it. Let's let's uh, let's 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 pit them against the architects of pain. Yeah, but Roman's on SmackDown. I don't care. Find a way. I mean, I guess Find they still have way. that trade in there. I guess. I mean, there there, a, was it, well, didn't Vince have some sort of like free agent thing where like he could bounce, the people could bounce from show to show? I guess they did away with that once everything moved over to Fox with SmackDown. But dude, that I would think be they cool have to see. one. I think they have one trade with the Brock Lesnar deal. Well, Brock Lesnar resigned. He quit. Right. That's what he did. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I love it. I, I, if that were to happen, I'd be down with that. Uh, I totally would. You say it's Roman Reigns? See where it would go. Because, like, for me, it's one of those things where it's like, a lot of times I try to see, like, where is this going? Where is this going? That's one of those. I'd be like, all right, take your animal. Go on. See what happens. Yeah. Kind of like you, you know, you were always saying about uh, the Firefly Funhouse. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, yeah, with the Firefly Funhouse, I was like, you know what? This is entertaining to me in a sense. And I just, I'm not going to sit here and try to guess where it's going to go. I want to watch it unfold. I want to hit on the Firefly Funhouse. Okay, hit on it. Get your opinion. Okay. Um, since Bray Wyatt was at TLC himself, you know, Mr. Rogers or whatever you want to call him, mm-hmm. do you think that's the last time we'll see Bray Wyatt come out and, and fight? Because you think the fiend have, was just in total disgust that uh, you know, he didn't get the job done like he shoulda, or didn't take the Miz out like he shoulda. I mean, well, he did win the match, we, but we won't be able to accurately guess on that. I won't be able to give you an accurate guess or what I think will happen until after SmackDown. The reason I say that is because right now we're going off, st- uh, like we're speculating that right. the fiend is upset with Bray. We right. don't know if he is. Right. So I don't want to speculate anything else other than the fact that hey, Bray took a beating after the match from Daniel Bryan. Right. Then he disappeared. That's all we know. That's all. That's the base of, of what we know. I'm going to see what happens on SmackDown, and then I'll form an opinion from there. Well, so I want to wait on that. Well, like I said earlier, you'll have uh, two full weeks to brew that over. You got uh, two two SmackDowns to think about it, because um, we come back on January second. Take next week off. I uh, hope everybody has a fun Christmas, a very safe Christmas. A lot of people out on the roads on a uh, one fifty eight here, our main road. Is that one fifty eight? That is one fifty eight. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Twenty eight years of being here. I think I'll get it right at some point. You got it. Um. Just hope everybody has a, uh, a good Christmas. So if yourself has a good Christmas, I'm sure we'll be Me in too. contact. Of course. Uh, Mike, ride by and tear all your lights down. And just be Mr. Wonderful that, and TWO. That would that would definitely do me that would do me a huge favor if you did that because <laughs> it would keep me from having to do it later. <laughs> I bet it would. So um, Again, you can find us uh, on our Facebook page, WWE Mentality, as well as uh, if anybody listens here on YouTube. I want to know what people think about the show, you know. And I have feedback's good. Yeah, I, w- I want to hear. I want to see comments on our Facebook page, or I want to go to YouTube comments down below this video. You can always subscribe. We always, you know, encourage you to subscribe to our channel because we do put really good content out there. And done today officially, thanks to our executive producer, <laughs> the one that. The intro that you heard at the beginning of the show is our now main intro to the show. Do you smell what Justin is cooking? Well, you know, I, I, I sometimes do, and sometimes I just he would I just don't want to smell it. But right, I mean, I, I, I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jr. Like I said, I mean, and that's up. We can still alter that intro any way we want. We've got the technology. <laughs> we got the goods. Um, WW mentality, man. This whole. Past what was it been? Um, four or five months? It's been longer than that, Jr. I think we started this thing back in like April or May, didn't we? I mean, you started it. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, we we, we joined forces. It was at the end of summer, I think. I feel like it was. A- no, it was before that. It's definitely before that, Jr. I think so. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, I want to say it was like May or June. Like I've told you before, and, uh, actually, thanks to Jonathan. Yeah, he gave you the, the go ahead. But uh, thanks for bringing me on, and uh, I've had tons of fun doing it. Never thought this year I would be doing the podcast. 
WWE-related content. Um, but very fun. Thank you for the invite, and uh, we're going to keep this thing going and, and build this thing up. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. I agree. 2020, wait for 2020. 2020 yeah. is going to be awesome. That's the Mizzets. Awesome. But WWE Mentality is out for the year. We'll be back in the new year because it's a new year. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was my best shot. Yeah. No, that, I, I, I gave it. Did, I tried. Nice, nice try, I JR. Look, hey, man. <laughs> look, just keep slamming, all right? And uh, stay wonderful. <laughs>